welcome to another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. Uh, let's just get right down into it. Mm-hmm. Starting with um, the Royals suing everybody. It's a good way to get right down into it. Yeah, except us, which I hope they would because then I'd see Prince Harry in court. Mm. I know that's a fantasy. Anyways. Fingers crossed for you, Michael. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully a lawsuit is coming my yeah, way. I pray so, for a lawsuit for you. When Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle were first dating all the way back in 2016, when we were all younger and skinnier, mm-hmm. so the British tabloids were on her ass, right? And they got oh, a little yeah. racist because they're the British tabloids. I mean, a little racist? Yeah. Yeah. A, <laughs> That's a little, to put a t- it lightly. <laughs> So they also these were also like stalking her mom in California. Right. So at the time, Prince Harry broke royal tradition by doing an unprecedented move. I always feel like when royals, you know, do anything besides like waving at events, it's always like breaking royal tradition. Unprecedented. Like if they take a car instead of a carriage. Yeah. Unprecedented. Like what William did now. <laughs> So he put out a statement then asking the British tabloids to calm down and to stop stalking Megan's mom and stop bothering her friends, etc. So that totally made the British tabloids listen, right? Mm -hmm. Because they completely stopped dragging her, which of course they did not. And it got worse after she married him. So last week, Harry snapped. (laughs) And I wish he would snap me into instead, but... (laughs) That didn't happen. But he snapped and he and Megan released a statement. And they released it during their African tour. So once again, they, you know, shit on the British press for dragging Megan and spreading vicious lies. Mm -hmm. They mentioned that the same outlets who smeared her also praised her during the African tour. So that exposed a double standard. Mm -hmm. Um, They said that in their statement, they said that they've tried to get, you know, the the tabloids to correct their lies but they you know they got ignored well they're not going to because it's tabloids like that rarely will a tabloid i should say a british tabloid because but it's very rare it's rare yeah so they yeah they got ignored so in the words of alex forrest um they will not be ignored i'm not going to be ignored dan and so megan is suing and she filed a lawsuit against the parent company of the mail on sunday which is the sister tabloid of the daily mail Mm -hmm. so i'll read just the last part of their statement which mentions the uh, death of princess diana so spoiler alert though this action may not be the safe one it is the right one because my deepest fear is history repeating itself I've seen what happens when someone I love is commoditized to the point that they are no longer treated or seen as a real person. I lost my mother, and now I watch my wife falling victim to the same powerful forces. To be fair, actually, I don't want to say to be fair because it sounds like I'm defending tabloids, but I think, Michael, tell me I'm wrong, okay? Please tell me I'm wrong. But these sound like two different situations. Like when I think of Princess Diana... I think of somebody who was chased around by photographers and she couldn't even go to the fucking gym without somebody taking a picture of her and her like sweaty gym shorts and stuff. And like, you know, she was chased in her car and we know how that ended. And they're not so much chasing Meghan Markle as they're just calling up her dad and being like, 
So do you have any personal letters you want us to publish? Well, I think what they mean by that is the tabloids are creating a frenzy because they're like covering her so much. They're dragging her ass. Right. It does feel out of time. They're creating this frenzy that could, they think, could end with that. Right. And at a time, it felt like it was every other day there was a new story about Megan's inappropriate clothes or you know, Megan's a snob or Megan has to do this or whatever. So, okay, I'm I'm with them on that. Yeah, so that's where I think they're going. So Megan is suing specifically over a letter from her father, mm-hmm. Thomas Markle, that the Mail published earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So Harry and Megan claim that the Mail left out paragraphs and sentences to fool the reader and, you know, make Megan look bad. Mm-hmm. So Megan sent her dad the letter... After she got married, because he was blabbing to the press, you know, any chance he got and, you know, he got paid to do that stage paparazzi shoot near his home. So she basically asked him to stop in the letter. Mm -hmm. So here's part of the letter. Mm -hmm. If you love me, as you tell the press, you do, please stop. Please allow us to live our lives in peace. Please stop lying. Please stop creating so much pain. Please stop exploiting my relationship with my husband. I realize you are so far down this rabbit hole that you feel or may feel there's no way out. But if you take a moment to pause, I think you'll see that being able to live with a clear conscience is more valuable than any payment in the world. Is it? I mean, money is pretty nice. (laughs) But okay, Michael, did you read all of the like excerpts that the Daily Mail published? Yeah. Okay, so did I. And I will say this. It doesn't make Megan seem bad. Like, I'm totally on her side when I read them all. I'm like, yeah, your dad is trash. Your dad is being a super huge mess. Like, I am on your side here. It didn't make Megan seem... It wasn't negative towards her. Yeah, no, I didn't get that either. I didn't think it was negative. No. I mean, maybe she's more mad about the fact that they published it. Oh, I'd be super pissed about that. But I wouldn't be mad, like, if I was in her position and my dad was a huge mess like it makes it makes thomas markle look bad if well maybe she, like you know the lawyers feel like that's something that they can get them on it's publishing yeah. the letter so thomas markle should probably keep his mouth shut right yeah but keeping your mouth shut doesn't get you a check true so he went back to his friends at the mail on sunday mm-hmm. to explain why he gave them the letter he's like Ka-ching, ka-ching, cash register sound. Because the check cashed. So he said he did it because of People Magazine's cover story on Megan. So People Magazine did a big story that was probably put together by her people. And it came out, you know, earlier this year. And, there, you know, it was her friends defending her. And they mentioned the letter she wrote to him. So Megan's friends said that he responded to the letter with a long letter which he wrote and it ended with him asking her to do a photo op with him. Oh my god. So she pretty much stopped talking to him after that and that was Duh, that. So yeah. Thomas said that's why he gave the letter to the mail on Sunday and he said he's the one who left parts out because the other parts that he didn't give them were too painful. And that Megan's friends painted the letter as being uh, loving, but Thomas said he found it hurtful. Thomas is like, I'm saving them because they're so hurtful. And by that, I mean, I'm saving them until somebody offers me a bigger check for them. Yeah, exactly. And the letter was probably hurtful because it didn't come with a check. So that was wrong (laughs) on her part. If she wanted to get in his good graces, that's what she 
needed to do. So the suing is not stopping there. Um, Prince Harry has also filed lawsuits against the parent companies of The Sun, The Daily Mail, sorry, The Daily Mirror, Mm -hmm. and The News of the World, which doesn't exist anymore. And he filed the suit over his phone getting hacked and voicemails getting stolen. So the News of the World got shut down in 2011 because of the phone hacking scandal of the early aughts. Remember that? Oh, I remember yeah, that's, that. Yeah, that's when they got into a lot of trouble. They had to pay up for hacking phones of everyone from like Sienna Miller to Sarah Ferguson to Hugh Grant to Jude Law to Prince William, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So the palace wouldn't give any more details about Harry's lawsuit, but Piers Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> you knew his ass was going to slither way, into this The way story. that you said that, by the way, was so kind to, P- to Piers Morgan. <laughs> like, normally people are like, Piers Morgan. <laughs> well, I tried to say it, like, with an evil tone. Oh, okay, I kind of got that. <laughs> so he may be involved in the lawsuit because he used to be the editor at The Mirror. Right. So Piers Morgan is now on Good Morning Britain, which is... Terrible awful way, way to wake, to wake up. up. Yeah. And of course, he said some shit. Like, he was kind of with you. So, you and Piers really Michael. share a brain because he didn't like the comparison of Megan and Princess Diana. I do, look, it's not that I don't like it. I just don't uh-huh. get it. Oh, God. No, no, I know where you're coming from. It's a dark spot on my <laughs> reputation, my already pristine <laughs> reputation. So, he says the, the lawsuits will backfire. So some think that the royals won't win the lawsuits and others think that if they do win, nothing will change because Prince William sued Closer Magazine for posting pictures of his wife's titties in 2012 and they got $112,000. The Mail on Sunday also got sued by Prince Charles in 2005 for publishing pages of his diary. So yeah, like they don't give a shit. They're going to keep going. Yeah, it's it's true. And I think some of the stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're just they're going to keep doing it because the the whole thing for them is it's such a it's such a no nothing sum. Like you said how much did Prince William and Kate get? 112, yeah, $112,000. Yeah, which they gave to charity. So Harry and Meghan said if they'll get whatever they get, they'll mm-hmm. give to charity, anti-bullying charities. Right. And these like from what I know of British tabloids, it feels like people still really buy tabloids over there. So they're still making tons of money. The papers. They still buy papers. They still buy the papers. And we sound like Norma Desmond. The papers. Did you look at my letter in the papers? <laughs> my my daughter, Duchess Megan, sent it to me. Tom Thomas Merkel wishes. What? That doesn't make any sense. Anyways. <laughs> so I have a question, Michael. And this is not based on what Pierce Morgan said, because I you can't pick a side when there's Pierce Morgan. But do you think it will backfire on them? Or do you think it will be like a watershed moment where tabloids start no. treating them with respect? No, they're not. <laughs> like, I think the tabloids love this because ultimately yeah. it's more attention for them. And they'll just pay, you know, whatever and keep doing what they're doing. And that's yeah. why it's like, why hasn't... You know, the royal family, if they can, buy those fucking companies. Like, the queen should stomp into their boardrooms to let them know that she owns 51% of the company. And they're all fired. Like, get Prince George to do that. He would love to do that. Like, why haven't they done that? Yeah, give him a little job to do. And be like, once you're done, you get your allowance. Yeah, waltz into that boardroom. Tell them you now own 51% of the company. Crack open a Pepsi. Drink the Pepsi really fast. And then whip the can at someone's face. But let me ask you, let me ask okay. you something. 
Um, well, it's going to take a while to go to trial, probably mm-hmm. like a year. For and sure. I hope it's on the telly. But I need to ask you this. Did you say I hope it's on the telly? Yes. Well, perfect. we're talking about Brits. Perfect. I know it was perfect. But do British lawyers still wear those George Washington wigs? They do. And Michael, they're called barristers. <laughs> they do. They still wear those like powdery kind of... Yeah, like George Washington wigs. They're like Twinkie wigs. Yeah. Yeah. No, so no. I... They're, they're not like George Washington. They like... Because George Washington comes like out at the side... These ones are like roly polies that go all the way down their shoulders. Well, I've seen some that kind of go out too. Oh my god, I'm so wrong. You're right. Some of them have like the fluffy sidey ones. Yeah, because I was looking at these earlier because I was like, do they still wear those? They, they do. I hope they, you know, the lawyer, barrister, whatever, wears a George Washington wig because my new kink is Harry and a guy in a bear, George Washington wig, you know, yelling at each other. That oh, is sh- definitely my new kink. So they have to show it on the telly. I'm sh- and I'm sure that if that doesn't happen, somebody on the internet would be more than happy to draw that picture for you. Animate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. So moving on from furry things, George Washington wigs, to smaller furry things, George Washington Merkins. No, cats. <laughs> so <laughs> Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin got married last week for the second time. Um, as most of us know. And so around the time that they got married, they announced that they had purchased two cats. So their cats are named Sushi and Tuna. Which are the stupid names. It's it's the laziest cat names. Like at least Sushi and Sashimi or Tuna and Tilapia. But honestly, like more fitting names would be Moth and Balls since they're probably going to live in the closet. That's if they... Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Paris Hilton? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you. Like, so back in there okay. was a rumor, allegedly, back so in the day. allegedly. About how Paris, Paris Hilton, I mean, we we know she buys, like, a bunch of designer dogs. She had, she had like, 20 or something at one point. Um, and she, pro- she still does. She was, like, yeah. a million. And so the rumor was that she would just buy them and then just put them in a closet and forget about them. And a housekeeper found dead dogs in there one day. I totally believe that. Like, Hoarder's the 1% edition. It's horrible. It's terrible. But, like, I believe it, though, because she was, I mean, allegedly, she's not very smart. Anyway, let's hope that doesn't happen to, what are Sushi the stupid, yeah, oh my god, those poor cats. I know. The, you don't know, because here's the thing. Justin Bieber's responsible, and when he gets bored of an animal, he gives it away first, or he just leaves it somewhere. So In the closet! Gonna... Yeah, no, he leaves it. He leaves it where housekeeping is at least going to see it. So those cats are good, but they probably shouldn't buy any green bananas at Justin Bieber's house because they're not going to be around to see them. So um, they made their Instagram debut in late September. So that's when Justin and Haley bought them. They were bought from a place or a breeder, excuse me, called Select Exotics, which honestly sounds like a strip club. Um, yeah, but it's a breeder in Illinois, and they're called Savannah Cats, which. That sounds like a 1990s Fox drama. About, I'd watch it, yeah. Starring like, Jamie Lunar. A, a spinoff of um, Savannah. Yeah, except Savannah Cats would be like maybe about strippers in Savannah. Yeah. <laughs> I do declare. So they're part African serval cat, which is like a little wild cat, and then part standard house cat. So I think the ratio is like 60-40 or something. Anyway. So they still got some wild in them. So they could still... Roy Horn, Justin Bieber, and Haley Baldwin in the face. They could, but okay. I mean, they're te- they're technically just tabby cats. It's and, possible. Yeah. So, 
And who is really to say, like, is Justin Bieber going to DNA test these cats? No. They, they're they probably just, they're like calicos that were bred with, like, I don't know, a tiger. Who knows? I don't know how they're bred. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Point here is, sushi cost $20,000 and tuna cost $15,000. So $35,000 on... To get Roy cats. Horn in the face? No, thank you. <laughs> Poor Roy Horn. <laughs> so um, Savannah Cats... They say on uh, Select Exotics website, they like to piss in comforters and they'll chew through anything. You need to treat them like human babies that just started crawling. And So you treat them like Justin Bieber. So it's like having mm-hmm. two little Justin Biebers around. Yeah. Actually, probably more well-behaved, honestly. Yeah, and you can at least trust that they'll go to the bathroom in one place. That's true. You know they'll go on the comforter. Savannah cats are illegal in some states, but not California. So Justin got them totally legally. Like he paid real money and he lives in California and they're fine. Um, But still PETA got very, very mad as PETA is known to do. Yes. So Ingrid Newkirk, the president of PETA, she released a statement um, after sushi and tuna were you know it was revealed that they live with justin and Haley now uh and she was really mad that justin um i'm trying to like the term is adopt don't shop but i'm trying to work it where it's like she was mad that justin shop bed not adopted (laughs) i don't know if that works let's just say it works that was a slam dunk so (laughs) justin got super mad at PETA because he was like, mind your own business. So he, in a series of Instagram stories, he told PETA to suck it. Uh, He implied that there are bigger animal problems that they need to be worried about, like animal brutality. His words, he means animal cruelty. Um, And cleaning plastic from the ocean. PETA responded back saying, sorry, Justin, but you must think more deeply about this issue. When millions of animals are losing their lives every year because not enough people adopt, choosing instead to shop, the animal overpopulation crisis is a real problem. And then they were like, that's what sucks, Justin. It's like, ooh, burn from PETA. So, well, it's like PETA versus Bieber is like the Sophie's choice where there is no choice. Yeah, it's like, like lose, both lose. choices are awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Justin also mentioned in his Instagram stories that PETA was nowhere to be found last year when he bought a Yorkie puppy. So he. Uh, oh, I love that he tattletailed on himself. I know. He's like, well, excuse you, but this is not the first animal I bought. <laughs> um, so he has a uh, Yorkie named Oscar that he got last year. So here, I just want to give a quick rundown of the animals that Justin has purchased. These are the ones okay. we know about. Okay, so Sammy the Papillon dog, uh, a snake named Johnson, which Justin's not exactly creative with the pet names. No. Um, Pack the hamster molly the monkey as we all remember molly the monkey she was a monkey that justin adopted and then just left in germany which was for the better which was for the better honestly oh molly probably wakes up every morning thanking the animal spirits above that she was abandoned um tuts the persian cat karma the bulldog which karma the bulldog was given to justin's dad who threw karma the bulldog off a balcony so he didn't die karma's still alive but i mean traumatized sure i know karma probably woke up like fuck i'm alive <laughs> i have to go back with these bitches <laughs> oh and sorry esther the shih tzu todd the chow chow was given away and oscar the yorkie justin still has oscar the yorkie and esther the shih tzu and now he has sushi sushi and tuna which will the housekeepers please go to one of his closets and check on them <laughs> because they might be there but like these you know 
like like these dumb fucks they just like to buy you know expensive exotic animals to say that they did well and they're just bored that yeah they're bored they have money and they just want to say they own a savannah cat yeah but so allison you and i we need to get together okay we need to pull a grift where we go down to a shelter Right, we get mm-hmm. some kittens. We paint like cheetah or leopard spots on them or whatever, and then mm-hmm. we sell them to those morons as like miniature cheetahs. We'd be rich. We would be so rich. But we go to hell for you know sending those cats into asshole homes. It's tr- it wouldn't be for painting the spots on them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be for the grift. They'd be like, you should have grifted them to better families. Quite yes. frankly. <laughs> I mean, yes, but let's you know. Let's keep sushi and tuna in our prayers, and hopefully Justin won't, um, you know, just forget them in a tour bus or dump them in an airport. Or if they are that they're found and live in a better home like Molly, 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 Molly. Yeah, Molly truly is the winner out of this whole situation. So moving on to stupid lawsuits, which Mm -hmm. just aren't an American thing, believe it or not. They happen in Russia, too. So case in point, this dude in Russia has filed a $15,000 lawsuit against Apple because he claims his iPhone made him like dick. It made him gay. So the Moscow Times says that the lawsuit identified the dude as D. Rosamilov, which let's just call him D, which works since his iPhone made him want that D. So D claims that some mysterious person sent him 69 gay coins, 69. which is a cryptocurrency, and they sent it on a cryptocurrency payment app he downloaded in 2017. Mm-hmm. So this mysterious person, whoever sent it, they added a note that read, don't judge without trying. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't say, according to the lawsuit, don't judge gayness without trying. It just said, don't judge without trying. So in the complaint, D said that um, he thought the sender had a point. So he decided to get some dick. And now he has a boyfriend and he's pissed. (laughs) So he wrote in his lawsuit, I can say after the passage of two months that I mired in intimacy with a member of my own sex and can't get out. I have a steady boyfriend, and I don't know how to explain it to my parents. After receiving the aforementioned message, my life has changed for the worse and will never be normal again. Michael, the next time anyone gets into a relationship, they should say that they're mired in intimacy. I mean, I know what he means. I mean, sometimes it's scary. So, yeah. (laughs) So D says that Apple pushed homosexuality on him and they have to pay. The district court in Moscow registered his lawsuit and the first hearing will be will be on October 17th. Now, spreading gay propaganda is, of course, illegal in Russia. Yes. Um, I don't know about pushing gay propaganda, but I do know that Apple is guilty of pushing U2 propaganda. Because do we not remember when we all bought... Um, you know what I'm talking about? The things oh, that, that played music. R- red, oh, yeah. That turned me straight, I think, for a minute. Yeah. You but, listening to YouTube? But, YouTube? You. But, Michael, I forgot the word, though. What What were they? When it was music on an iPhone, but it wasn't an iPhone? Music on an iPhone, but it wasn't on an iPhone. Remember? It was just it was an iPhone with just music on it. What was it called? MP3? No. Oh, name oh for it. iPod. iPod. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot for a second. 
iPhone made me stupid, okay? I'm going to blame <laughs> Apple for making me stupid. It made also, me stupid, too, because I was like, what is she talking about? CDs? I'm, I'm like, MP3, don't confuse me more. <laughs> also, this is a stupid lawsuit because he's only suing Apple for $15,000. Does he not know that Apple is, like has a lot of money? Yeah, like maybe out of zero. Yeah. A couple zeros, three zeros. Go for the go for at least a million. They have it. It's fine. <laughs> They're not gonna miss it. But Michael, do you feel bad for this guy at all? Or do you think he's like okay, I have a question. Do you think he's actually gay and he's trying to like cover it up because he doesn't want to get in trouble? Or do you think that he's gotten himself into a situation because he like can't say no and now he's just like he's like a straight guy that has a boyfriend and he bought gay cryptocurrency and he's like, I don't know how to get out of this now. Both. The answer both? is both, probably. But, like, it can be dangerous, like, to be out and gay in Russia. Oh, for sure. But, like, this dude, he claims, which you're right, he probably got him himself, free gay coins, plus he got dick. Like, he won the lottery to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's... All of it sounded like pluses. Oh, yeah, He was like, pluses. I have money... He goes, I got money and a steady boyfriend. Like, do you know what I would have killed for? <laughs> a steady boyfriend. <laughs> Boyfriend that didn't leave after three dates. So you win. <laughs> and like, I've had an iPhone since the beginning of iPhones, and I've barely gotten dick from it. Like, I've asked Surrey, I probably asked Surrey to send me dick. Wait, oh my God, let's ask Surrey. <laughs> Let me see. Hey, Surrey, send me dick. <laughs> you broke her. <laughs> no, she says, that's not nice. See, that's, that's what I get. I get lip. I get lip from her, and this guy, like this dude, gets dick, and he doesn't even want it. Like I should sue Apple for that. Honestly, this guy—it sounds like his lawsuit is just bragging. <laughs> also, if this lawsuit holds up, I'm gonna sue uh, the country of Nigeria for never making me a princess like those emails led me to believe I could be. <laughs> yeah, I sent them so that. much money, Michael. Yeah, you should get on that. <laughs> and finally. Moving on to things that people really don't like. Um, Speak for uh, yourself. You know what? I'm actually not speaking for myself because I love our next subject. So Yeah, me too. The website, mycandystore.com, which again, that sounds like that sounds like a place where you would go for porn. It sounds like a sugar baby website. Anyways, so it's a it real website. It kind of does, yeah. Um, so my mycandystore.com pulled 30,000 of their customers on a poll about the best and worst Halloween candies. So they compiled like um, data from different lists, like BuzzFeed and Huffington Post and Bon Appetit on like the best and worst Halloween candies, set up a little spreadsheet and then narrowed down the top 10 worst in the top 10 best. And then they're like, okay, vote, vote for what you think is the absolute worst. Yeah. So according to mycandystore.com, the worst Halloween candy of 2019 is, and I hate saying this because it feels really mean, Candy corn. Corn? Corn? Corn. But like, Halloween, it really is like the time of year to slander candy corn. Because I feel like mm-hmm. this happens every single year. Oh, candy we corn We hear about on. every single damn year. It's either candy corn or Necco wafers. I feel like those are two candies that cannot catch a fucking break. I know. No matter how hard they try. Candy corn has reinvented itself so many times. Do you know how many different types of candy corn there is now? Oh, yeah. Different shapes. Every color. candy corn. And yet, people apparently think it's shitty. So, for those who do think candy corn is the worst. So, um, after the poll was released or whatever, and the 
numbers came out, um, people online were saying that, of course, candy corn is shitty because, you know, uh, not limited to, they say that it tastes like wax, scented candles, oily honey, that it's sweet and gross. That was my Wait, it tastes college. like scented candles? Who's eating scented candles? That's the problem. Some freaks out there. <laughs> um, some people say it's just like eating crayons. Again, green crayons. Well, I, I've eaten crayons. Yeah, who hasn't really? It's a delicious <laughs> Halloween treat. So the ingredients in candy corn are sugar, corn syrup, salt, oil, um, color, and honey. That's what candy corn is supposed to taste like. Is it supposed to be a honey candy? Um, it just tastes like corn syrup to me. It's just sweet. It's it's so it's good. Just, but yeah, majorly sweet. Really good candy corn, though, does taste like honey. So um, here's the list from candy corn down to you know the number 10 spot. So it was candy corn. Second was circus peanuts. Peanut butter kisses, wax cola bottles, Necco wafers, Tootsie Rolls, Smarties, or for the Canadian listeners, Rockets, Black Licorice, Good and Plenty, and Bit O' Honey. So this is obviously a very American list because I didn't grow up with some of these things. Yeah. Um, I don't even know some of those things. Well, I'll say this. I've never had a circus peanut before. Oh, they're horrible. That should be number one. They look super gross. It's like styrofoam. It's disgusting. Well, okay, I'll say this. I think I like the texture of a circus peanut because I've like, I've like felt one. I've never eaten it, and they have like marshmallows around. <laughs> I don't want to put that. Speaking shit in my of mouth, corn, I, like... <laughs> I felt it. Also, I just did like a little pincher motion with my fingers. But... Oh no, you don't want to. You don't want to put that in your mouth. No, but it doesn't. It just like banana. Oh god, I can't That's even explain it. It's gross. It's just bland. It's just gross. So out of out of the top ten, what would you put as the worst? What would replace candy corn to you? Maybe bit of honey. Oh, I don't know. I love bit of honey. It's good. I mean, I, candy corn wouldn't even be on the top ten for me. No. Okay. So here's their top ten best candies. Okay. So I mean, all the ones you'd expect. Yeah. So it's Reese peanut butter cups, Snickers, yeah, Twix, Kit Kat, yeah. M and M's, Nerds, Butterfinger, Sour Patch Kids, yeah. Skittles, and Hershey bars. No Milky Way. That shocked me. But um, yeah, I'd put I'd easily put candy corn on that list. Yeah, like candy corn is harmless. Mm-hmm. Well, it could give you the beauties. But other <laughs> than that, like it's pretty harmless. Like I think they're kind of good. I think they're really good. I had a friend who I took a class one time and she used to show up like every class with a bag, a bag of Brock's candy corn or sometimes she would have the mellow cream mix so it's like candy all time corn of years pumpkins nah, this was october oh, okay um so i mean it makes sense no you know what wrong it was december because i remember her mellow cream mix was like the um christmas color so the oh, candy okay. corn was red red green and uh white anyway she ate that by like the handful and Everybody was like, "Ew, candy corn's so gross. It's disgusting. You're gross." And I'm like, "Candy corn's delicious. You should never feel ashamed for what you want to eat." No, it's delicious. And I like, I but do houses even give it out? You can't, oh, well, I was going to say you can't really give it out cuz you'd just be giving a handful of candy corn. Oh no, they can come in little packages. Yeah. So you can portion your beef. Yeah, like I don't I don't get kids in my house for Halloween, but if I did, I would give out candy corn to keep it alive. And then they'd all probably like shit on my lawn. Revenge. <laughs> I was gonna. Win. I was gonna say egg your house. <laughs> oh no, they've stepped it up. They shit on your. But like, do kids even get candy even more for trick or treating, or is it just like vape pens and jewels, Venmo jewel money, Venmo money, yeah, jewel pens and Venmo money. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> cryptocurrency. Allison and I will now go over five stories, starting with Helena Bonham Carter. So she's playing Princess Margaret in season three and four of The Crown. So she was recently at the Cheltenham Literature Festival and said she prepared for the role by reading biographies, interviewing friends, and she also hired an astrologer, a graphologist, that's someone who like analyzes handwriting, and a psychic medium to help her out. So HBC said that the medium talked to Princess Margaret from the great beyond, and HBC wanted to know if Margaret was okay with her in the role. Margaret said, you're better than the other actress that they were thinking of. So HBC believes the medium was really talking to Princess Margaret because that's such a Princess Margaret thing to say. And she doesn't know who the other actress was. That other actress knows. (laughs) She knows now. (laughs) Um, I think it's really cute that she went to go see a psychic, but it's not the kind of thing that the person playing the queen will ever have to do. Like anyone who plays the queen can just go talk to her because she'll be around for like the next five, six, seven, eight seasons, nine seasons, 10 seasons, she's not 20, 30. Yeah. yeah. But like, I need to know who the medium was, right? Because right. if it was that twink from E, <laughs> HBC got conned. And <laughs> she did. And Princess Margaret probably really said like, I don't want you to play me because I'll never forgive you for fucking Emma Thompson's husband. That's oh, probably yes, what she right. said. Oh, the other actress was totally Emma Thompson. Let's go with that. <laughs> okay. So Kylie Jenner, who Forbes wants us to think is a self-made billionaire, Mm -hmm. broke up with her baby father, Travis Scott, recently. And she did what most of us do after a breakup. She bought a $3 million Bugatti. As we all do. And because of that, because of work, bitch, the breakup song work, I always think Bugatti. You want a Bugatti? You want a a hot body? You want a Bugatti? (laughs) Michael, that was when I applied to work for Delisted. You probably remember this. That was the sample you asked me to write was about work, bitch. You want a Bugatti? <laughs> you want a Maserati? It's, all, it, it's coming from full circle. It really is. So Kylie posted a video on Instagram of the white Bugatti with orange leather interior. It's hideous. It's disgusting. It's horrible. People got on her for grossly flaunting her money and said that there are people in the world starving and struggling out there. And she's bragging about buying a $3 million car and that the car could feed a village for a year. Well, the money from the car, not the car. Who wants to eat a car? <laughs> but do these, like, do they know who the Kartrashians are? Yeah. That's hello. the core of their brand. Yeah. Anyways, Kylie ended up deleting the video. I mean, of course, of course she did. She was getting roasted hard. But like, Kylie's a billionaire. She's tacky. Allegedly. Allegedly. Reportedly. Okay. Kylie thinks she's a billionaire. She's tacky. And she's t- terrible with money. So... Like, frankly, I'm shocked that it was only $3 million in a car. She could have spent $5 million on an endangered elephant with the Kylie Cosmetics logo tattooed into its side tummy and like wrote and wrote it into frame being like, hey. But I don't like, I don't even think she drives. I, I think she just, I honestly she think she just. a driver, right? Well, she pro- yeah, she either as a driver or whatever. And I think like she just buys those gaudy cards, like pose on them for Instagram. So I'd like to see the car pose she does when the repo man shows up to take her shit because she went broke from buying $3 million cars because I, for one, refuse to believe she's a billionaire. So is she going to go broke from buying $3 million cars? 
Well, or she's going to realize that cars depreciate in value so fast and that when she goes to sell them, she's like, what do you mean nobody wants to buy this thing? So Megan Trainer, remember her? She's <laughs> oh, married to one of the spy kids, Dale Sabara, and she was on Lily Singh's new late night show and said she jokes he's a serial killer because he looks crazy in pictures, goes to the movie by himself and watches several movies, not just one. And he doesn't put sauce on anything. He likes his food dry. He also doesn't use salad dressing and says he likes the grass taste. Okay, to be fair, salads, because she kept saying sauce over and over again. And I was like, salad sauce sounds gross. I'd stop eating salad dressing too if my partner called it sauce. I know, I was like, that's not sauce. That's dressing. Also, does that really make you a serial killer if you go to the movies by yourself? Because if, cause if so, Netflix needs to do a series on me. Because well, she says he goes and watches, like, four movies. Yeah, so maybe a little excessive. One after the other. No, that doesn't make you serial killer. But when we, like, when we go over stories for this podcast, I mentioned to this one to you, Allison, because I don't like sauce either. You don't like it? So, okay. I like pasta sauce. But, like, okay. I don't like A1 or anything. Like, oh, okay, I know what you mean. Like, dipping sauces. Or just, you know, sauce on fish, sauce on chicken, like... I like my meat dry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's the title of our podcast this week. (laughs) Is that your like, is that your main um, thing on like a dating website? You're like, hi, I'm Michael. I like, I like my meat dry. I like my meat dry. (laughs) I do like one sauce though. What? And you probably think I'm going to say dick sauce, which I was. (laughs) But I meant, I like horsey sauce. From Arby's. Okay, yeah, that's good. So that's no, the only one. Do you? But okay, I have a question. Do you mm-hmm. eat salad dry like Daryl? Oh no, no, does? no, 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 no. Okay, because I do. You eat salad dry. I hate salad dressing. I do love you put eating it dry. Lemon? No, nothing. I eat it dry. You hate salad dressing? I hate it. Because here's the thing: if I have to eat salad, I'm only doing it for the nutrients. I'm not doing it because I like the taste of it. So I'm just gonna shove it in my mouth like a horse. Just get those vitamins in and then get to move on to, like, my my better food. But if you put a little salad dressing on it, make, make it more fun. Ugh, it's too... Mm-mm. Oh, you're a serial killer then. And, you know, and I bet you that guy is a serial killer, which is why he married Megan, because that All About That Bass song has inflicted pain on many. So <laughs> that's why he fell in love with her. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for Halloween, Target put out a line of Golden Girls costumes, which sold out in a matter of days and went for $70 each. So Target is not sure if they'll come back. There was a Blanche, Rose, Dorothy, and Sophia costume, but the wigs were sold separately. So if I had to describe (laughs) these costumes, I'd have to say like not even gold-plated girls, maybe like tinfoil girls, like they're cheap. The wigs are, the wigs were very aluminum can girls oh i thought they were looked better than the outfits like what no i thought the wigs were terrible oh my god like the outfits to me you could get better costumes at goodwill well okay i i would say that i think the costumes were okay but you could absolutely for 70 dollars you could go and spend five bucks at goodwill and get the exact same thing no way more like there was no lame i mean dorothy she wears a scarf and but her outfit is hideous and dorothy is a fashion icon Mm-hmm. And, like, the crap they put her in is not... She wouldn't even wipe her ass with. So, she, honestly, yeah. She looked like a an art teacher, a high school art teacher that 
got into a fight with the principal and was like, I'm not putting in any effort for the rest of the year. That's what it looked like. No effort in her dressing. No, she's like, you kids can teach yourselves. Yeah, so Target, they should be jailed for that. But look them up if you want, you know, if you want to get upset because it's blasphemy. And I can't be like, who's buying that for $70 each that they sold out? I I know. Who are these people? Me, probably. Because <laughs> you just throw Golden Girls on and I buy it. I should look at my trunk. Yeah. I probably, they're all probably in there. And for and also for those asking if Target will offer a sexy version of these costumes, they will. But they will be the exact same costumes because the Golden Girls are already very sexy. Not in those outfits. They're, they're mildly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, Elton John has a book coming out about his life. And in it, he claims that at a dinner party back in the day, both Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere tried to pick up his friend, Princess Diana. Diana apparently was flirting with Richard Gere, you know, and they were canoodling. And Sly got pissed. And he and Richard almost got into a fist fight in the hallway. After that, Diana and Richard went back to flirting and Sly left the party screaming, I never would have come if I'd known Prince fucking Charming was going to be here. If I'd wanted her, I would have taken her. Diana was unbothered. I kind of wish that you had read that in a Sylvester Stallone voice. No, I don't want ears to barf. (laughs) Or ears to cringe. Cringe and barf. I love this story so much because it's so... Fake. Fake! (laughs) I was going to say, it's so 90s. Like, it's, like, weird and random in 90s. Like, you've got 90s handsome Richard Gere, who had just split up with Cindy Crawford, and Sylvester Stallone, who was, like, pre-Jennifer Flavin. Like, the only way that this story could get more 90s and weird would be if Princess Diana blew them both off and went home with Fido Dido, the (laughs) 7-Up mascot. I thought you were going to say blew them both, and I was like, (laughs) wow, this is porny today. Allison did go porny today. <gasps> oh my god. But like between those two, I'd go with Sly. What? Because well, his mom is the Jackie it's, Stallone. It's true, it's true, yeah. So I'd want to meet her. Not only that, but like the sound of gerbils crying in a butt would turn me on. So <laughs> Richard Gere would be out. I know I'm such a prude. Before we go, I just want to mention two very special holidays coming up. Mm. I'm talking about um, National Gumbo Day and National Chocolate Covered Insect Day. So happy that. No, this very special, very, very special holidays are Allison's, the birth of Allison, the anniversary of Allison's birth. Hey. And Canadian Thanksgiving. Which happen within 24 hours of each other. For you, is that good or bad? Uh, that's good. I'm like one of the. I'm like one of those Christmas babies that grew up where their birthday was just like my birthday was always on Thanksgiving. So like my birthday dinner has always been turkey and my cake's been pumpkin pie and stuff. So I'm into it though. I like that meal. Oh, they never got you your own cake. It's like mm, here's the pumpkin pie. No, I sh- I shouldn't say that. My mom would throw me birthday parties and would make me a cake. Like she wouldn't invite my little friends over and be like, here have have at the rest of this pumpkin pie. Kids. Were they Thanksgiving themed? The cakes? No, your birthday parties. No, how corny, no pun intended, would that have been if like little seven-year-olds came over hoping for like a gem-themed birthday party and they're like, oh, turkey. We're going to make making handprint turkeys, I see. Also, I just really aged myself with that gem reference. 
Did I say gem? I meant um, Dora the Explorer. Rats. <laughs> SpongeBob. <Yeah>. Peppa so, Pig. <laughs> so I will celebrate your born day by downing a bottle of pizza squeeze. Thank you. Yes. And I will celebrate Canadian Canadian Thanksgiving by eating a moose stuffed with beaver tails. I mean, that's what that's what the traditional dishes right yeah that's what the wikipedia entry says canadian thanksgiving they're like first kill a moose stuff it with beaver ta- beaver tail beaver tails yeah. God, that's a wait are you thing. talking about actual like beaver's tails or the donut no the donut oh okay. wait do do you all eat actual beaver tails too oh my god okay <laughs> well i shouldn't say that i mean maybe there are some people who do but i have never eaten a beaver tail I cannot say that I've ever eaten a beaver's tail. And I have never eaten a beaver, and I don't mean the <laughs> Actually, I have, but, you know, it was high school. So, <laughs> happy birthday, Allison. Thank you very much, Michael. I'm glad you were born. Well, and happy birthday to um, uh, Hugh Jackman as well. Oh, yeah. Hugh and Allison, two peas in a pod. Mm. Happy birthday to both of you, and happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Thank you very much. I'll think of you while I'm doing, like, Pepto-Bismol shots (laughs) after I'm done. (laughs) Because I go hard. (laughs) Okay, till next week. Bye. Bye.